Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, friends. Dwight Beal here at Victory Point Studios, and it is Monday, April 3, and I'm here with my friends, Seth and Michaela Snope. How you guys doing? Good. Yeah, good. <laughs> Thank you for joining me for this. I don't know if you've had a chance to meet Seth and Michaela. Their their family usually sits kind of toward the back. Well, not kind of. In the back. In the, in the back. back. <laughs> yeah, at a table. There's at a, bunch a table. Of us. We usually have coffee. <laughs> right. And there might as well be a nameplate on that table because I don't think I've seen anybody else but the Snope clan. Yeah sitting at that table. It happened one time and we didn't know where to go. We like... (laughs) Were you lost? (laughs) Yeah, I think we scattered in the back (laughs) in separate areas because we were like, our table's gone. Right. Oh, we're we're all creatures of habit. Yeah. Aren't we? And it's where we fit because there's a bunch of us. Yeah. Right. That makes... That plays a part in it too. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that kind of feeds right into my first question. You know, so tell me a little bit about your family. So who's a bunch of us? Um, well, I'll start. So I'm Michaela and Seth is my husband. Um, (laughs) and a bunch of us stems from my family originally. So, um, my mom and dad both go here, Bruce and Beth Snope, and then my sister Annie and my brother Seamus regularly attend as well. And my mom and Seamus and Annie all sing and play up front and all of that. And then there's significant others as well mm-hmm. and you might see our son running around he's almost 15 months old and he's a ball of energy his name is Declan <laughs> he's a tank yes he is <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like his old man yeah just like his old man <laughs> so that's usually a bunch of us sometimes my other sister comes too but she lives in GR so and we get various boyfriends and girlfriends that yeah. kind of tag along yep. Uh, yep yeah it's always a good time back there at the snow table <laughs> Uh, well, tell tell our listening audience a little bit about you guys specifically, like how long you've been married, what do you do? Yeah, you want to start? Or? Sure, cool. I can keep going. Right. Um, so we got married in December of 2019, so a little over three years. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we have a 15-month-old son, um, and I stay home with him, and I also do wedding makeup. A little bit as yeah. well on the side. And I also work for Dwight a little bit as That's well right. on the side. <laughs> so, Brand new kind of yeah, an admin role. Some administrative <laughs> help. So you might get emails from me depending on <laughs> where you are in the church setting. Right. Um, and then you can kind of explain where you're at and what you do. Yeah. So I am over on Chicago Drive over at Crown Motors. I sell new Toyotas. and Well, I mostly sell new Toyotas. I can also sell used or pretty much whatever <laughs> if you like me enough and you want me to help you. Hey, that's where <laughs> but, I bought my Buick Encore yeah, there you a few go. years ago. Yeah. It's kind of a big name, which is awesome. So yeah, I'm there. And yeah, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any previous experience of selling cars? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I used to sell uh, windows. Uh, for for a company out in Lowell, so used to do that for a little while, but it was your typical sales atmosphere, and mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I don't buy into that. Mm. So and you did social work before that. Yeah, social work <laughs> before that. So kind of all over the place. Yeah. But my my heart is for people. Uh, so That's awesome. Started out in social work, and then figured, hey, I'm good with people, so why not sell them stuff? Right because on. realistically, I'm not selling a product; I'm selling me. Hmm. So if I can help them find out 
what they want and you know what car fits them best then yep. i'm happy they're happy and makes a day go by fast makes me want to buy a car for you <laughs> <laughs> i want you to make me happy there you go <laughs> cool well let's kind of turn a corner here and and get into our bible reading for the day so today we're going to read matthew chapter 13 verses 24 to 30 and seth is going to take us in yeah so this is the parable of the weeds jesus told them another parable the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seeds in his field but while everyone was sleeping his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away when the wheat sprouted and formed heads then the weeds also appeared the owner's servants came to him and said sir don't didn't you sow good seed in your field where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring them into my barn. Don't you love parables? Oh, love them. <laughs> <laughs> love them so much. <laughs> um, interesting. So kind of our, our key leadoff question is what stands out to you? Uh, as you read through this and, and either one of you feel free to comment. Yeah. So the first thing that I noticed is that God's original plan was to harvest good seeds. Hmm. It was the enemy in the middle of the night that came and snuck in and sowed wicked seeds mm -hmm. or weeds. Mm -hmm. It wasn't God's original plan mm. to have those there. Mm -hmm. However, he said, no, let them both grow up together. Right. So he kind of had to call an audible, hmm. but ultimately he has a plan for it all. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But okay. his original plan was we were supposed to be in the garden with him forever. Right. And... That was his original plan. However, sin mucked that all up. Right. And now he kind of had to be like, oh, all right, where do we go from here? Huh. It's a great insight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hadn't, hadn't really thought about how <laughs> that tied into the original garden. Right. Yeah. I think the first thing that stuck out to me is a little bit on the darker side than <laughs> what, what you thought of, which I feel like plays for our personalities a little bit. But um, is the fact that at the end, at the harvest, they're fr they'll collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned mm -hmm. and then gather the wheat to bring it into the barn. And I think that our nature is to, like, not everyone's maybe, but is to look at just the good stuff and be like, oh, well, it'll go into the garden or the barn to be all together. But there will be the weeds that need to be burned and separated. And I think that's a little bit uncomfortable, at least for me to think about a lot of the times is <laughs> the fact that there will be a division yeah. between the <laughs> weeds and the wheat. And um, I personally don't really like thinking about it very much because mm -hmm. it's not super fun. But I think mm -hmm. when I was reading it, like they do come up together and knowing sort of what the parable means, both from, hearing it before and a little later it goes into it. And I know we'll talk about that, but mm -hmm. it's sort of like, well, you, it's easy to think, oh, well, the weeds are bad. But I think when you're thinking of it in a people to people term, mm -hmm. sometimes the weeds are nice. <laughs> and <It's, yeah. laughs> 
dandelions are also weeds and i like yeah dandelions are also weeds and they're still beautiful and fun to blow all the poofs and stuff so i just think that's kind of where my brain went a little bit yeah it's like oh well there will be a division and i think sometimes that's kind of uncomfortable to think about or talk about absolutely and the truth is often uncomfortable right Mm -hmm. yeah i I uh, kind of jotted down here as I was taking notes as well that at the harvest there will be a separation, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, but more on that Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, because we're going to get into the, <laughs> the yeah, literal a, interpretation of, right. of yes. it, which, which is, is so <laughs> cool because Jesus doesn't interpret all of his parables. Right. But yes. This yeah. is one of the few. Some where of them he, he just, just leaves and he's like, figure it out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But this is one of those cool ones where he like spells out every word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which is often nice, especially yeah. with parables because, yeah, there can be a lot of different meanings. Yes. And I'll get into that on, on Perfect. <laughs> yep. So uh, can I tell you what I thought about as I was reading this? Yeah. So, absolutely. So a few years ago, I was kind of re landscaping the front of my house. <laughs> And for a while, I, I just kind of cleared the, the old grass and everything and then just let it sort of sit for a while until the weather got warm and everything. Well, by the time I got warm, there was a forest of weeds that, and it was unbelievable. They come out of nowhere. And they, they come like, out of nowhere. They take over everything. And there was 15 different varieties, mm-hmm. you know, and some were four feet tall. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and had prickers on them and some had flowers and actually mm-hmm. looked kind of nice, yeah. but they were still weeds. And when I decided, okay, now I really got to get after this. It took me hours and hours to get all these weeds out of here. And I, I got to this point where I'm like, I literally said to myself, who did this? <laughs> <laughs> who can I blame for this? Yeah. It felt evil to me. Yeah. Yeah. Similarly, my mom has like this beautiful garden and growing up, we were always tasked with helping pick the weeds. And it's terrible because you look and the plants look so fine and you're like, oh, they're growing. And then there's like thousands of weeds and some of them are teeny. And when you're like in elementary school, it feels like you're working in the movie Holes when she's like digging holes and she's like, I'm tired of this, grandpa. I feel like that was us growing up because we're like, they're never ending. Like, right. Is this garden even worth it? Like they're yep. they're everywhere, right? And it feels like no matter what you do, they're just there. And so then right. to think like, oh well, the enemy came and sowed them. It's like, e- excuse you, like I'm trying to grow wheat here. Right, <laughs> right. And I mean, when I asked the question, "Who did this?" Uh, my first thought was, "There's a parable about weeds." Mm. So I quick looked it up, like when I went into the house, and then there's there's this line: an enemy did this. Yeah. The enemy did this, right. you know? And I'm like, I knew it. Because <laughs> uh, it just feels so... Personal, like personal attack. It does. Yeah. It, it feels like, man, I'm trying to be productive here. Yeah. I'm trying to produce something beautiful. And there's this force, this thing that just kind of happens. And there's, I could go on and on, but the metaphors, just uh, the symbolism of it to me, like if you, if you let a a plot of land go fallow for a while and just don't tend to it, that's when they grow up, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You have to be diligent mm-hmm. to keep after it. And I feel like 
our spiritual lives are the same way. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Our, our, if our hearts are like fertile ground mm-hmm. or whatever, we, we have to tend to our hearts mm-hmm. to make sure there aren't ways that the enemy is subtly getting in there right. and twisting our yeah. perspectives or our thoughts, you know. Well, yeah. and I think, too, in the world today, it's it's really easy for it to sneak up on you, too. Like, mm-hmm. I obviously have really only been alive in the age of, like, the media and everything, mm-hmm. but I feel like before when it wasn't just in your face all the time like it might be a little bit easier to focus on like your family and what you're doing and now it's just Mm. lies and deceit are coming at you from all edges and yeah it Mm -hmm. seems like we're just surrounded by weeds yeah Mm -hmm. constantly Mm -hmm. yes yeah and i think yeah you said you i mean there's been media as long as i've been alive yeah too. i didn't you, mean but, there was no media but, but you mean just. like social media <laughs> like and, it's social yeah. media it's the news it's the radio it's right. your friends it's what they're teaching in school like right i feel like kind of since the pandemic even hmm. i feel like stuff has just exploded yeah. in like how people are sharing things right um and i feel like it definitely can cause you have to really guard your heart with your faith and watch it to not get overrun by some of that stuff right and i think in that struggle it brings us closer to god Hmm. and i think that's why he ultimately said don't uproot the weeds Hmm. because if you uproot the weeds you're going to pull up a lot of other stuff that you don't want to you don't want to pull up exactly and so i think and this just kind of occurred to me but i think because we are in the struggle constantly i think we have that hope that at the end of the day, there is going to be that separation. Mm. And we're going to get to be bundled up and hang out in his barn mm. at the end of the day. Yeah. However, we have to have steadfast discipline to, like you said, you know, garden our own hearts. Mm-hmm. We have to watch out for those weeds. Mm-hmm. And so that steadfast discipline to be in the Bible every day, which mm. I struggle with <laughs> constantly, but... That steadfast discipline of really knowing the the gardener. Yeah. Right? Amen. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, yeah. we've been preaching kind of through John and the Gospels and, you know, Jesus says, I am the true vine. Right. And who's my father? <laughs> my father's the true gar- my, the gardener. Right. You know? Uh, so, yeah, that symbolism is all over yeah. uh, the Gospels. Uh, I was actually... Um, so I don't know if you've seen this. I took a screenshot, but Chris Harrison, um, did a Bible cross reference Hmm. on how many parallels there are in the Bible. And there, I think, let me pull up the number. Parallels meaning? Meaning like the Garden of Eden to parallel to a garden. Like references. References to one another. Yep. Um, and so the Bible cross references total close to about 63,779. And this is over thousands of years and multiple authors. And they actually did a artist rendition of what it looks like. And so, as you can see, and I wish we could put that up. yeah. But it just shows like a rainbow effect of all of these parallels. Yeah. And that's what brought me back to there is a hope. God has wrote the story. Mm-hmm. The story has an ending. Mm-hmm. So we can take hope in that because, yeah, we're surrounded by weeds now, but that barn is coming. Mm-hmm. We're going to be. And in Revelation, there's actually a, a garden yeah. in the end as well, and yeah. where the tree of life is mm-hmm. there. We're going to see it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I love it. Well, great insight, you guys. <laughs> um, we should probably put a pin in it today and, <laughs> and uh, we'll come back to it tomorrow. 
Sure. All right. Sounds good. All right. God bless you all. Have a great day. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you. Thank you.